All right, fun pod today. We got, uh, well, he corrected you. Not four times, six times. Six time Emmy Award winner, Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer on the show today, which, by the way, I I did not know he was a golfer. Same. I did not know. But we got a chance to catch up with him at Crystal Springs. Uh, And one thing we've never done here on the show before, a little beer tasting. That's right. So the backstory here is uh, Kelsey Grammer, um, he he had bought a piece of land up in the Catskills, two, three decades ago. And now he is uh, getting into the world of, of brewing. Uh, and he's got some tremendously good beers, which we got the chance to sample when we talked to him. Uh, but some fun golf sto- stories, too. It was awesome. And if you guys don't know who he is, I mean, it, the name, I'm sure it's familiar. Cheers. Uh, you dragged Zach right through. Brazier, right? I you did. Just threw I told right Kelsey that Zach didn't know who he was. First thing young. he told him, he's like, hey, Zach doesn't know who he, he yeah, was. Yeah, I'm surprised, though. <laughs> and he is the voice of Sideshow Bob on The Simpsons. He was yeah. in The Avengers. There's no doubt there's going to be an age gap for people who've seen him because of the bulk of his career yes. being whatever, but he has spanned, his career has spanned more years than than most people. You know, a lot of people, Hollywood, flash in the pan, but you think Cheers, and then you think the, the run that Frazier had, I mean, between just between uh, Cheers and Frazier, you're talking about two decades on, on primetime television. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, and and then, you were saying the most successful spinoff in TV history. I, I think that Frazier, I mean, what else is a more successful spinoff? Right. You know, and because it stands alone as far as a sitcom goes, and then it's a spinoff. And then, uh, of course, The Simpsons, too. Sideshow Side. Bob. And he did a little bit of that. Yeah. He, he, he gave a us a little voice take. Bob. And how the story came about is Chris Mulvihill, uh, the owner over at Crystal Springs, good friends. He lets us come there, film a lot, yeah. uh, create a lot of co- our, our content there on all of the Crystal Springs courses. There, He's great friends with Kelsey. And he reached out and said, hey, I'm good friends with Kelsey Grammer. His new beer, it's going to be uh, available for sale this summer at all of our six Crystal Springs courses. Yep. He'll be up here on this day in May. Why don't you guys come up here and do something fun? So that's what we yeah, did. Yeah, you know, Chris is so good at that, just recognizing. He said, listen, Kelsey's a fun guy. You guys will have a fun time with him. Come on up. And then we're like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do a podcast. So we set up on the on the patio there. We'll take you to that podcast in just a second. Um, but you know, there's there's definitely worse things and worse places in life you can be than chilling on the patio at Ballyon on a Monday. Trying beers mm-hmm. with Kelsey Grammer and just talking about it. I mean, he has some such interesting stories. Um, but yeah, he he is a golfer. He's, he's, he does. He, he admittedly says, and he'll tell you in the interview, he doesn't play as much as he used to. Uh, but even in those Frazier days, he was getting out there once a week. And, it, and at one time, he even he owned a home, uh, a Kapalua, you know, right on, on the, the course hole. there, right on the ninth hole. And he said he had his golf cart. He would just drive out there and play every night. So, uh, so cool. another guy who who is definitely the the golf bug has bit. He has not avoided it. Uh, but just a genuine down-to-earth guy with some very interesting stories about the beer. So we won't keep you waiting. Let's head right into our interview now with Kelsey Grammer. All right, so Kelsey Grammer. Yes, sir. <laughs> Great to have you. Excited to see what we have in front of us. We're going we're gonna to dig into this beer okay, cool. in a second. Um, but funny thing is some of my personal earliest memories of television in general were my parents watching Cheers. Then later on, myself in the 90s growing up, mm-hmm. Frasier, yep. the biggest thing, The Simpsons. So obviously, you've been in the consciousness for a long time. <laughs> but one thing I've never known is that you're a golfer, too. I'm not a good golfer. <laughs> I didn't say good. Oh, yeah, thank <laughs> you. That's the thank nice you. thing thank about golf is we don't that. have to yeah. be good. We don't have to it's, be good. Uh, <laughs> it's a, a great, great game. I, I first, the first round of golf I played was at Fort Monmouth when I was... 
eight years old, I think, with my grandfather. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> I took some golf lessons there, and I, I liked it. One summer, I actually passed out on the golf course <laughs> from, from heat exposure, basically, I think. And, and I couldn't believe it. I'm lying there in the grass. And this, this foursome's playing through, and I thought, what? I'm a kid. I'm flying here in the middle of the fairway, and you guys are, like, playing through. <laughs> Would you, like, care about a child at all? But uh, so I went in and out of go golf throughout my lifetime, and uh, I didn't really play in earnest at all until I was uh, on Frasier, the show. Mm -hmm. And I made a point of playing one round a week then, and I bought a property in Hawaii on Plantation, Kapalua. And uh, that's where I had the dream well, my dream of, of playing golf is I had a little house on the 10th fairway and I built a, a roll-up door for a golf cart and it went straight out through the bushes mm -hmm. and out of the location. middle of the 10th fairway and I'd play the last nine every day, you know, <laughs> just as the sun was setting. <laughs> wow. I Isn't that, that, I think that'd be just, everyone's dream. Yeah. Yeah. It was brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Whenever I was in, I just had the best time. And, and my golf game wasn't so bad then. But well, you, you do have to play. To, yeah, right. right. <laughs> you got yeah. to play to be good at it. But uh, So I play... I played last February. Last well, this this February I played with my buddy down in uh, in Palm Beach, and it was just horrible, just just <laughs> a terrible, terrible day. And uh, it was the same buddy I'd played with eight months before. So yeah, right. <laughs> he asked when was the last time he played golf. Was it with me? I said, Yeah, it was mm -hmm. it. So the things have not been the greatest with my golf game, but there's a lot going on. You know, I got kids and you know, and things to do and beer and you know so. I can imagine throughout your acting career, you've found yourself traveling. You still travel a lot. Is there a lot of courses you were able to get on, bucket list type courses, any stories? Of Not to the point I'd like to. I, 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 did, <laughs> I did get to play in Carmel once at Pebble Beach. Uh, nice. Because I did an Oprah show. And and she laid it on. and we did, It was the, the Oprah book club thing. We did a John Steinbeck novel. And, uh, it was, you know, he wrote about that area, uh, a little inland. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, so I thought, well, I'm going to go up there and play Pebble. And I, that was terrible, too. <laughs> but Not an easy it was really thrilling to be there. Oh, you know? I can really imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and then the, the cat skills is what I see on these cans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, you mentioned earlier, eight years old. I mean, New Jersey, right? Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. Up Jersey and Thanksgivings were upstate New York um, at my granddad's best friend's house okay. in Kingston, New York. So when I finally made a little bit of money... I was sort of surfing through, you know, dilapidated properties on the back of a magazine called DuPont Magazine. Mm -hmm. You see these, like, poor distressed properties that nobody's going to buy them. <laughs> and then uh, I saw one that said, 45 minutes from Kingston, blah, 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 uh, trout fishing, skiing, what the heck? Yeah. So, you know, a couple hundred acres, whatever. And I, I, I thought, I'm going up and see that. And I chartered a helicopter, and uh, I was staying in Long Island at the time uh, in the Hamptons, and uh, we went from the Hamptons, sort of past New York City, and then after New York City, New York State is wilderness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The whole thing's just a blanket right. of trees, and I thought, oh my God, this is fantastic. I had no idea. I mean, they talk about the rainforest, you know, it's like, this is, this is a substantial contribution to our oxygen. And um, I landed there, like right next to the barn, and I thought... Oh, yeah, I'm buying it. Yeah. So I did. And my <clears throat> my young wife at the time, who was no longer my wife, <laughs> was furious about it. So, <laughs> and I said, you know what? I'm getting it anyway. 
that was probably the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's all right. It's been a it's been a great thing in the family ever since. And uh, this beer is based upon the land there. It was all born out of it. Um, I acquired a piece of land next door to the land I have uh, about eight years ago, and uh, because it used to be a really successful place, a really uh, a really uh, prosperous place. It was a, a a giant cauliflower farm. It was a successful uh, dairy farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that all went away, early '70s through the '90s. The, the, every industry there just collapsed, and I thought, well, let's try to do something that'll, you know, bring a bring a little, little prosperity back to it, and be something that I mean, I can't milk cows twice a day. <laughs> so, but uh, it was the barn that inspired me to do. Well, this could be a brewery, and it's it's a hundred yards long, and it's got a really cool. It looks like a, an old Viking ship flipped upside down. It's it's extraordinary. So. It's all born of that idea, and then uh, and the water in the ground. And but you didn't have the beer idea when you took that helicopter flight. No, that was just for the not at all. No, 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 no beer. I'm not a beer guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of a beer guy now. Yeah. yeah. You know, sort of. It's uh, it it just turned into that. And I've you know I've discovered more about it. I mean, certainly the craft of it is amazing. You don't have to hurt anybody to make a beer. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no listeria. There's no food poisoning you're gonna get from a beer. It's just cooked cooked oats. You know, cooked um, cooked grain, and. Uh, it uh, it just either tastes good or goes a little flat. You know, I mean, it's, right. it's, there aren't a lot of issues about it. Uh, you either like it or you don't like it. And I like beer that tastes like beer. Um, how my, long was the process to get it to how you wanted it? Well, to Well, it's taste? been about six years. Uh, okay. The first couple of batches were maybe four years ago we okay. started, and uh, one tasted good, then the next one wasn't. So I, I burned a lot of beer. You know, mm-hmm. I threw out a lot of beer, and uh, even just recently, I. I tried another batch of something that i didn't like at all mm. we just destroyed that and a lot of these beer guys will say well you gotta you know sell it it's gotta get it out in the marketplace but no, it's, it tastes like crap i don't want my name to be on it and have it be bad beer but um these are not representative of classic well the new you know triple hopped and all that stuff yeah um, I, I think a lot of IPAs taste like uh, kerosene, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't want to try to drink them. So this is a beer you can drink, uh, the, the, these two especially. This is a New England hazy. This is more of a West Coast style. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too piney, though, so it's not... Uh, they're real nice beers. You can drink any of them. Well, so needless that. to say, you've been very hands-on in this process. I have. I'm yeah. really looking for something that I'm not really a brewer, you know, I just, uh, but I like, yeah, I, I try to dial in a taste I think I yeah. like. The original one, the first beer was the one with my daughter on it with me. This is, this is Faith out here on the back of it. See, this, oh, yeah. yeah. And that's us walking along the top of the property. It's a beautiful and, uh, view of, of the, the mountains there. You're right. It's such a beautiful area, the Catskills, but... Um, it really has seen that kind of downturn in recent years. It was but, tough. But when you're meeting here is that we've seen a resurgence in, in New York and all across the country, really, of the, the breweries. And you're seeing, oh, I yeah, read a big. statistic, I know you're big into history, too, mm-hmm. and that uh, at one time per capita, the number of breweries in, in this country was oh, astronomical. Yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, that went way down. It and went we, from 5,000 to, I think, 50 at one right. point, and then it's up to 6,000 now. And now we're making this so, resurgence. And so. I know, that we've, you know, we've lost some along the way in the last uh, last decade or so but uh, i think it's it's pumped back up a little bit because the local idea is really helpful for you know a local economy yeah um these guys usually just have their their tap room and stuff and uh, the locals t- catch on to it and it becomes a place to celebrate and spend time and like you know a place where everybody knows your name right <laughs> right exactly that, that idea 
All right, guys, we'll get you right back to our interview with Kelsey Grammer in just a second. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Titleist. And guys, nothing will do more to improve your driver performance than getting fit by an authorized Titleist fitting specialist. You've seen Mike and I do it. Go through those driver fittings, and the equipment is incredible. But what really unlocks that performance is making sure you get fit to your game. And one big part of that is is those shafts. Well, the nice thing is Titleist has an outstanding lineup of feature shafts uh, and a new premium partnership with Graphite Design. So they've got all the tools they need to get you dialed. We've seen it firsthand. We've gotten the gains out of swapping out heads. And then if you put your hands yourself in the hands of a good fitter and they start dialing in those shafts, that's when you see that dispersion come down, which you know what that means? More fairways hit and more confidence. And when you're more confident in that club, you can really get after it. I've seen my driving distance go up year over year from those fittings. So visit Titleist.com to learn more about the TSI drivers and schedule your fitting today. I ranked club fitting days over Christmas morning. Yeah. They're some of my favorite days ever. For real. They are. And we want to thank FootJoy, guys. The Tour Alpha leads the pack as the most tech-focused, crazy comfortable, win-ready shoe in golf. The Tour Alpha is power reimagined, and it sets the standard of stability and comfort for today's athletes who demand the most secure foundation to maximize their power through every swing. I mean, it features FootJoy's most advanced stability system called the OPS system, providing ultimate support and control through the golf swing available in a variety of colors in the laced and the new boa laced configurations this shoe is all about power and performance learn more about the footjoy tour alpha at footjoy.com and lastly want to thank precision pro golf we've talking about their r1 smart rangefinder we've been talking about it a lot for a reason because we absolutely love it i mean i'm not sure if you guys have tried it yet but this rangefinder is packed with a ton of smart features uh the my slope we talk about that a lot how it's your personalized your customized caddy out there that takes in these not only the yardage but the wind and the slope and it's customized to your game you'll enter some numbers at the, when you first start when you first open the app for the first time just you know use a regular launch monitor you could plug in all your I numbers say, there's there. the new packaging there too zach can you grab yeah, that go for grab me one of those. They're, they're cool um the new uh, the new r1 it's all laid out right here i mean just form and function it's just I, all the toss know, here it comes toss. like look at that look at that there it is this is the new r1 so obviously it's you know we've been using the r1 but we're experimenting with some fun stuff that we've got coming up even possibly some giveaways but like mike said right in the back my slope wind assist it is the smartest range finder that we've ever yep. used and if you lose that. it, your app will find it. That's, That's right. the best part. Find Made mine. for me. <laughs> Made and, for me. <laughs> uh, we've unintentionally tested that more times than we care. Yeah, we, we definitely have. So, guys, you're going to have to experience it for yourself. You can grab a discount off if you use the code GOLFICITY at checkout. Do yourself a favor. Go to Precision Pro's website and take a look for yourself. All right, guys. Let's get back to our interview now with Kelsey Grammer. So the, this well, one. This I would say let's let's dig in and take a I look at one say, here. Because, I, I mean, I can only look at this so long with one and a half. Well, this is the first beer I had. Okay. So, and this was the first idea. Are we going to actually open one? Yeah, I, I'd like to try it if you wouldn't I'm mind. Them yeah. okay. Can't just look at these nice cold beers for too long. Yep. This is Faith American Ale. The idea for this one was always to have it sort of walk and talk a bit more like a lager. Mm -hmm. So it's light and refreshing and has a bit of a hoppy finish. This is my go-to. This, uh, is, this, is this is where Mike I like all it over it. Yeah. My first experience with beer, and I'm, I'm going to mention another brand right now, and, you know, to my... Damn me for saying it. <laughs> but when I was uh, I was 18 years old, I was working demolition work. And I we would cut walls, you call it, using an eight-pound sledge. And you cut along the side, cut along the bottom, and you'd sort of give them a little push, and they'll fall. You'd control the way they fall. But the dust, 
that would come up. The plaster dust was devastating. Mm. So at the end of the day, you just blow your nose for about half an hour. <laughs> and the first thing you wanted after that was to uh, grab a, well, here, I have that one. Thank you. Uh, was to grab a, a long neck bottle of ice cold bud. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. So that was that was my first experience. This is a similar experience, except it's a lot more sophisticated of beer. This you is know, a nod it, to yeah, that minus it's, the it's mod, but, uh, in the yeah, nose. A nod to yeah. the idea that uh, yeah, right, exactly, <laughs> that uh, you want something refreshing. It's really great cold. Mm. What's nice about this one? There's some sort of subtleties in it and some some aroma that, uh, as it warms a little bit toward room temperature, mm. you notice more. Mm. So if you're sitting out cooking barbecue and you go, oh yeah, I haven't had a sip of beer in a while. It may be a couple of degrees warmer, but it's actually a little more interesting. Interesting. So yeah, I like it. I, I like that. Like well, cheers. 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 Yes. What, I did there? what the yeah. hell? That's <laughs> a, that's a, that's a, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, this is right up my alley. This is terrific. See? You know, yep. that's good. Wow. Super drinkable. No or anything. Yeah. Yep. But you'll you'll get that little, there's a little hoppy note in it that's kind of good. And that's, What's that? that's, uh, that's what I wanted. You know, I wanted it sophisticated, sophisticated a little bit. Right. You know, but it's nice. This is this is the type of beer that I, I'm usually chasing after if I'm on the course. You know, you want something that's refreshing. You can still play. You're not, I mean, yep. I love yeah. an IPA. I'm an IPA guy too, but there's a time and a space. Yeah, exactly. That is when I've got the Adirondack chair after the round. There you go. I'll pull up, yeah. you know, an IPA. But this is the one you can drink a lot of. Something like this, so yeah. 4.5. Yeah. This is right. This is this is my speed. This yeah. Is, this is terrific. All right. Now, let's go to... Let's go what's to the... Oh, it's a pretty the, looking bottle there. The Calico Man. So what's the We've got a couple here? seasons here, too. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. This is this was not really meant to be seasonal, but there is there is a little confusion with it because it's a... Uh, it is a little sort of auburn colored, you know. It's mm -hmm. a, it's it's a nice, it's got a nice kind of uh, color to it. Um, the Calico Man is they used to call themselves Calico Indians. This is based on history. In 1845, there was a movement called the Anti-Rent War, and you can see this little sign here. It says "Down with Rent." Oh, there it is. These little guys here with a knife in their hands and stuff. Yeah. They were farmers who were renting the land, basically that. Um, was owned by the former patrons, and, and um, um, they'd been given the land, land grants for, by, by the kings and stuff. And when America won the revolution, they didn't want to piss everybody off. They still wanted to have some kind of um, uh, income right. based on land. So they actually were taxing people <laughs> that used to get the land from the kings. And there were some Dutch and there were some English settlements there. Huge tract of land. And one of, this, one of these guys called the Good Patroon uh, didn't charge rent for the people that rented the land. So they were living there for free, mm. but they made their livelihood on it, on small plots of land. And then he died, the good patroon, and his kids owed the government a lot of taxes. <laughs> and they had to they had to collect them. So they, they fell on the sheriffs to collect them, and what they did was they started to take all their possessions and sell them mm. at auction, and they basically kicked them all out. And that got pretty bad, and these guys resisted by dressing in calico now the way the the way the calico thing worked calico was a material that had been imported from india in uh, the early 1820s i think is when it started but of course pale ale india pale ale mm -hmm. comes from the idea that they were exporting beer from england to india and they hopped it up quite a bit more yep. so, so that it make would, the trip yeah, yeah exactly so there's a kind of ironic connection there right and the the fall colors just reminds me of the material calico that's why it, uh, it looks okay. like fall, you know. But this is well, a, regardless. I'd imagine you do get some brilliant colors up there. 
we, oh, we did a golf trip to Vermont just last like, year, yeah, and uh, I mean, we we around here we get some beautiful colors in the mountains. Today, by the way, we're we're at Ballyon, one of our favorite spots here, Crystal Springs, in New Jersey, and this place really pops. But as you go north, yeah. you know, I can only imagine what your land it's must amazing. look like. It's, a, it's, a, it's the first week of October is it. Yeah, I mean, all the leaves are basically off after that because it gets really cold there. Right, it's yeah. got a real, real nasty cold streak. <laughs> Now, I mentioned, Kelsey, at breakfast to you that I'm not an IPA guy, but you said this one you will like. You'll like it, yeah. It, right. uh, it, it drinks, I because honestly, I'm not either, so it's, I'm going to give you that one here. Sure. Thank you. And then I'll just have a little swallow. <laughs> yeah, I see that that kind of amberish color right, you were yeah. talking about. All right. All right. This cooks a little longer, and it, it's definitely uh, dry hopped at the end, and it, it, has, it, it definitely has more hop notes, and it's got 6.9 ABV, which is, you know, Alcohol beverage, you know, right? Content. Let's do it. There you go, gentlemen. Yeah, that's that's right up my alley. Wow. I like that. There's no harsh like throat. This condition. is a really good beer. So that is. I mean, even now I've started to actually like it a lot more than I thought. <laughs> For I would. real, yeah. And yeah. it's this six point nine, as you said, but you don't. F- you, you don't, don't feel, feel you know. It. Sometimes you get too much you of that will. alcohol yes. punch. Yeah, no, that's no, what I don't like. You yeah. feel it. I mean, but you don't. It's the taste. I, yeah. I don't like the, too yeah. much of the taste of it. This is much smoother. Now, who is That's doing really the, the brewing up there for you? This one's done by a guy named Rich. It's um, uh, worked out of uh, Frog Alley, they're called, and uh, we've been we've had a relationship for a couple of years now. And there's another group of guys that I'm working with at uh, um, a place called um, Single Cut. Yeah, Single Cut out of a qu- Queens, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah, and that's been a very successful collaboration. Yeah. What happened when I decided I was going to start building the brewery up there? Was I found out about the Watershed Act, mm-hmm. where in New York State you basically own the water that's on your land, except in the watershed. Yeah. So I I don't have the right to use my water. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. It's kind it's of tough yeah, for a brewery. Kind of, hmm. <laughs> so I had to start to contract brewing and change my plans a little bit. So we're going to end up with a little pilot uh, system up there at the the tavern that we have. Yeah. Like a three barrel. And and do some sort of experimental sort of vanity beers and see what we think. You know, yeah. if, they, if they if they stink, we throw them out. Yeah. You know, if somebody wants to come up and try them, they can. <laughs> but, so the 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 beers that we make that we'll we'll release around the country in time, uh, we'll probably get up to about six different flavors. Gotcha. You know, we're at three now. Um, I'm going to probably introduce a lager mid July, called Lightning Strike Lager, and uh, I'm I'm very excited about that. But. Uh, the consistency is is important to me, so I'm going to make sure that we have guys in place that are going to be able to brew the beer. For sure. And yeah. I, I got to see some of the pictures online of the space. I mean, yeah. it's massive. Oh, it's, it's, it's is, is there any yeah. plans for anything beyond oh, yeah, events tons of stuff. or any? We'll probably be doing, we'll probably do some sours, right, uh-huh. and some, some uh, open fermenting and stuff like that. Get some wine barrels along the, yeah. you know, some of the, some of the, uh, the, the old stalls where the cows used to be. And... Uh, It'll it'll become a place where people come for beer, but you know, right. it's uh, it's going to be mostly manufactured elsewhere, right? Flirted with up there, and, and a place uh, to enjoy. Be, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's the legacy we'll build. But uh, it's a, it's a great area. It's, yeah. a, it's What's a wonderful the spot. Story with the picture on the cups. Oh oh, this is uh, this is kind of fun. Um, my wife and I met on a flight to London mm. on Virgin Atlantic. She was a uh, cabin crew, and. You know, She's a nice That's looking a girl, <laughs> uh, but I noticed she had a really long neck, so I, we thought of her as the giraffe. Uh, okay, okay. And um, 
When I was a kid, I used to dream that someday I was going to ride an elephant through my neighborhood. <laughs> so I was always thought of as the elephant. Mm. Uh, when Faith was born, we called her the little owl. So Faith is riding my shoulders, and our two boys, James and Gabriel, are bringing up, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. heading up the parade. Yeah. Now, I do have several other kids. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're talking about, you know, kind of laying in maybe a couple of eagles and, you know, <laughs> doing something else that uh, represents them as well. Because it's a, it's a family business, you know. Sure. I, I want to honor them as well. But uh, and we may have another new another child, so okay. So uh, you'll 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 see we'll some see other new creature on some there. more animals coming. Yeah, we'll see, you know whatever it's going to be. A lot of people think it's just World Wildlife Fund or something. It's, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and I've had some some dealings with them years in the years past, but um, yeah, it's just a fun little kind of logo thing. That's cool. So, yeah. It's cool. To and and the name is is just perfect faith american and, yeah. and faith is, is for your daughter it's certainly named after my daughter but it also was you know it's no accident that it's, it talks about believing in america you know yeah. faith, faith american is it's not uh, some people go oh it's a, it's a religious thing and i said well it's it's not really it's it, faith is a is a choice of believing in something that uh you know is bigger than you yeah and uh that's how i feel about america so mm -hmm. that's why it's here let's go to the very cool one. So this is new england the new england hazy now, these are very popular. This was yeah. the first brew this in February. was the first batch. And uh, this beer has gotten some pretty good response around the country. But, uh, whoops, Speaking me. of which, quite a noise. where can people get the beers? I know because we're, we're obviously sparking some interest right. well, here. The best so thing where can they get actually, them? The best thing to do is actually kind of check on the website, uh, faithamericanbrewingcompany.com. Uh, we are only in New Jersey and New York right now. We're pretty much full coverage in New Jersey. There's several counties in New York that we still have yet to get, uh, but it's around. Yeah, it's, it's we're not in Manhattan yet. We were we'd started in Manhattan and I, I pulled back because I didn't like what they were charging, and um, you know it's a funny business. Yeah, you know, you know in New York, New Jersey, there's still a lot of you know. Yeah, of course. You, know, you need to give me this under the table. <laughs> oh come on, mm -hmm. you know. So let's all just sell some beer and maybe have a good time. Right. You know? right. So. That seems to be hard for some of these guys. So, um, well, one bit of good news that, that I do know is that in a lot of a lot of you know who listen, you see us play these Crystal Springs, New Jersey courses. The, the beer will be available at all six courses. Right. Yeah, we're here. We're here at Crystal Springs, and Chris Mulvihill is an extraordinary guy and a, a visionary. And uh, what he's done here is extraordinary. This it course, is. He really is amazing. Yeah, he's great. But what's really funny is that when we first met, the first time Chris and I sat down and talked. Uh, he told me, I'm going to give you guys a little more of that. It's a little better. There we are, sir. <laughs> Thank you. And there we are, sir. Cheers. Cheers. This is, so this is the hazy. Cheers. And it's it's drinkable, too. This is the, My whole point of all this stuff is to make stuff drinkable. Right. Oh, blueberry? This one smells great. It is blueberry. Right away, I got it. Yeah. Blueberry. Very good. Is it the haze, the blue haze? Is that what it is? That's what it, the, the hazy, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very drinkable. Very drinkable. Come on, Kelsey. That's a good beer. That is. That's beer. really good. So that one's caught on pretty well. And I'll, I'll wow. read you the back on this one. Uh, I, I've read something on every can, but mornings here, clouds nestle in the hollows. <laughs> yeah, we are in a golf Perfect course. Until after the golfers yes. go by. <laughs> okay. uh, clouds nestle in the hollows till well after sunup. As it warms, they rise into a blue haze. Some days, volunteer veins of wild blueberry cascade down our mountainside and blue things just a bit more. Hence, our blue hazy. Brought to you by the sun, land, air, water, absolute splendor. Of the Casco Mountains. Now, did you write that? I did. You wrote them all. Yeah, 
yeah. No, no, yeah. Su- no surprise. Something that that means so much, it chokes you up a little it bit. Does. It's yeah. just it's amazing. Yeah. And the good news, you don't have to hire a voice actor. No, I don't. Uh, I've, I've had a little that experience taken care with of, that, right? we, so bit. we can cover our own promotion. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, so every, every, like every picture is based on the land itself, and the, the lightning straight logger that's coming up is, it's represented by a tree that's at the top of this, top of this field, just behind where we're walking there, is a tree that was hit by lightning about fifty years ago. I mean, it had to be. It's, it's just falling to pieces. Yeah. And then every winter, you know, it's just desolate, but every spring. Half of it still blooms hmm. and grows leaves, and I think, boy, that kind of irrepressible life energy, you know, yeah. that comes out of the, out of ruin and is still present. That's that's amazing. So that's what we're, you know, that's what is dedicated to that idea, and all these things, all these ideas are cooked into the beer. Yeah, and I'm, you know, you can either get off on it or not, you know, but I think it's in there, and that it carries a sense of there's a history to it, there's a story to it, and if you're enjoying the beer and enjoying the story. You know, you're connected to something bigger and just, you know, and maybe it's even based in America. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think it's it's so cool how much inspiration you draw from that land. Yeah. And it, do you make it back there often? All the time. We're there right now. Yeah. And when, when we're done here, I'm going up. There you <laughs> go. There you go. I have another sip of that. That's really good. So how active are you still with your acting career? You are pretty active. You're, you're recording, what, I'm filming a movie now? Just finished, um, just finished another Christmas movie that's a... Um, a sequel to the movie I did last year, okay. but it was down in the Caribbean. So we actually, you know, I got a little sun and swam everywhere. It was it was a, a great experience. We spent about four weeks down in Nevis. Mm-hmm. And the Caribbean's another place you call home. Yeah, well, I was born in St. Thomas, so yeah. you know, it, it right. wasn't it wasn't unfamiliar to me. I mean, I've been down there a lot since uh, you know since I started to have a career that I could actually travel once in a while. Um, the latest there have been several films that came out the last couple of years, but the next one I'm going to do is, is pretty funny. Uh, with Dolph Lundgren, um, I'm playing a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> we can have a lot of, a lot of guns and you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, craziness. But the only thing I'm a little bit nervous about is we're basically shooting in El Paso, along the border. Uh huh. And if we're dressed kind of like paramilitary guys, I'm thinking, what if we run into yeah. one of the cartel like dudes? <laughs> you know, this is not a good idea. Right. So we'll see. I think yeah. it's going to be fine. That's cool. <laughs> I'm sure they have some kind of protection, but. Uh, it's uh, it's it's like a, you know, it's like a fantasy world. In my acting career, I always wanted to maybe try a bunch of different things, and if I had a chance, I'd work somewhere, stay somewhere, maybe work in London, blah blah blah. All these things have happened, and you get a feel for you know that's, you know, become an actor, see the world, right? And uh, that's what I've been allowed to do, and then to play all these amazing games in a giant sandbox, and. Um, uh, it's worked out okay. Yeah. yeah. If you don't mind me asking, where where did you get your start with acting? When when did you know that something that you wanted to pursue? And I was in eleventh uh, grade, and a guy came to school and started teaching. He said, "You want to audition for this play? I think you could be a good Ben Hubbard." Was the character, and uh, I said, "Well, I'll give it a try." Mm-hmm. I was just a kid that surfed a lot, you know, back yeah. then. And I was pretty smart, you know. I mean, I was good in school. I liked Shakespeare. Uh, but so so a lot of things were you know already kind of in place to to maybe maybe thrive as an actor, mm-hmm. but I hadn't thought of it. And then once once we did the play, I thought, boy, I could do this the rest of my life. And it's like surfing. Yeah, it really is. It's the same kind of you know you ride a wave. Yeah, you know you you roll the punches and you know, it's it's a lot it's a life of surfing basically, which was really great. Yeah, and it's incredible that the diversity of what you've done in your career yeah. and Thanks, man. and just 
and there's going to be another Frazier. So, you know, that's, 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 that's the out. big, you know, yeah. the, the mumble is yeah. that there's going to be another so, Frazier. So, side note on Frazier, because your voice sings the opening song? Yeah. Okay. It's clearly obvious. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Me yeah. and my wife were watching the other night. We, I was going to say, did you get through having breakfast with anyone without like, too many scrambled eggs jokes? Or, <laughs> no, is it, never at this point, it's just. No, 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 no. Yeah. Just deaf <laughs> to happened. it at this point. <laughs> Uh, I tell you what, it, it's been it's been great having you here, taking us through the beers. Um, just Thanks, man. everything yeah. here, as we said, it's it's drinkable, it's it's nice variety, but yeah. yet also they they work well together. I could see you yeah. even kind of a flight and just kind of working your way. I think through I these. think that's exactly right. Yeah, it works yeah. really nicely together, and um, excited that they're going to be here at, at Crystal Springs because you know we're here all the time. All the time. So oh, it's I nice to tell know you what I drink. Is. Story, I yes, yeah, of course. This is yes. hysterical. I'm, so Chris and I meet the first time. He comes up to me and says, do you remember the show? Uh, what the hell is he talking about? He says, so I'm sitting watching the show with your show with my dad, whatever it was 10 years ago, and uh, some new girl comes to the radio station, and Niles and Frazier are both trying to like connect with her because her last name is Mulvahill, and they're interested in her because she might be the heiress to the Mulvahill wine cellar. And I thought, I'm, I didn't remember this. <laughs> then I, I I started to reconnect with the idea. I went, oh, my God, yeah, that's right. And, of course, then he shows me the Mulvahill Hill Wine Cellar. It's amazing. It's, yeah. It's, you've, so you've it's, been it's down there. The yeah. I have. It's, it just keeps I, going. I don't know if there's one anywhere else in the world, right, get, right, honestly. Right. And um, when he told me the story about how his dad um, got um, the Latour president over, because Latour was his favorite uh, vineyard, and... Uh, they sat down, and he was going to have a dinner where they opened two bottles from every decade Latour was produced. Hmm. And that goes back to 18-something. Yeah. So they got through about four or five courses. <laughs> Finally, the president said, do you mind if we open the 1930 selection? Because I've never had one. Yep. He's yeah. got them. Yeah. So yeah. It, it brought a great significance to me. And the guy that actually knew about it, because I thought, this is weird. No one would know about this unless was actually Christopher Lloyd's dad, David Lloyd, who had written for Johnny Carson when he was shooting in New York. He was a great joke guy. He was sort of a, like a joke doctor on Frasier. He'd come in one day a week. Mm -hmm. But David Lloyd and Christopher told me, he said, no, I think that must have been my dad. And he must have gone to Mulvihill's. You know, he's gone to <laughs> Yeah, Christmas that's Springs how it seeps into the... Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And somehow our, we were all meant to be together. <laughs> that's wild. That is cool. Yeah. And it's come full circle. There you go. Here we are. Yep. Here we are. Well, again, appreciate you taking the time to, Thanks, to, to go through this with us, and and I appreciate it too. Thank looking you. forward to seeing as the the property and the the brewery blossoms and grows into what it becomes. Uh, just really excited, and I, I think. Thanks, man. You're onto something. Yeah, no, here. we got this is delicious. It's a good base for the first for three flavors, and we're going to get these out, and you know, hopefully, there's a beer in everybody's hand in America one day. That's it. I. Uh, I've learned to love the beer business. You know, I would think with all those amazing wine references on Fraser throughout the years, those fancy wines, mm -hmm. you went to beer. I went to beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is funny. Right? I like wine, but you know. Hey. You know. <laughs> well, I say what we do now is what if we go out on the course, let's surprise some golfers with some of this beer. It's a beautiful day for it. Cool. I think we do it. All right. Do it. Yeah. All right. Thank let's you. All right. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you, guys. All right. So that was a fun one. A little different. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I mean, one thing that... 
I find, and one thing that's one of my favorite things about the game of golf is these these kind of other branches of of the interests that us as golfers have. And right. We've talked about before. One thing we love about golf is the travel that we get to do, and this, the way the, the game is played in different areas mm. and meeting different people. But also things like the food. I mean, and the beverages that go around golf. You know, you think of a golf course. One thing you think, hey, what you know, what kind of food do they have at the turn? Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's these other aspects of the game that we get to share. And and one thing is, I mean, who doesn't enjoy like a nice cold beer when you're out there, either at, during your round or possibly after your round to celebrate? And uh, I was impressed. You know, I'm I'm a, I, yeah. I'm a beer guy. I like I like to. I mean, when we made our trip up to Vermont, that was kind of like right my uh, my mecca. Got to have my heady topper and some other things. Like, every once in a while, I like to treat myself with something good. And I tell you what, I enjoyed it. But even more shocking, you're not a big IPA not, guy. And I'll be the first to tell you right now. I mean, that if I didn't like it. I'll yeah. be the first one to tell you. Yeah. I loved all three. Yeah. I mean, the Calico was my least favorite because that was like the darkest. Yep. It was still tolerable. I mean, it didn't hit the throat like some others and like, right. it wasn't like a tough swallow. But I'm telling you, the uh, that blue haze. Oh, man. That might be my new beer. That's the stuff yeah. right there. I got to go get That's it. That's the stuff. Yeah. So really good. And and you guys keep an eye out for it. I know a lot of you probably listening to us trying these and want to try them for yourself. They're going to be more and more widely available. I know that's one thing he's working on is that distribution. And this is something, it's a project. As, as you heard Kelsey talk about, you know, he bought the land how long ago now? It's it, it's not anything that he's rushing to do. He's mm-hmm. just kind of, you could t- get the vibe that he just wants to do it right. So he's going to be rolling out a lot more beers. But uh, if you are in that New York, New Jersey area, you're going to start to see them popping up in more and more spots. But most importantly, big thanks to Crystal Springs who put this together for us. I mean, it was one of those surreal moments when you get the call and be like, hey, guys, do you want to uh, maybe get Kelsey Grammer on the podcast? We're like, yeah, when, where, and how? Let's right. go. Yep. You know, especially mm-hmm. you say the magic words, you golf and, and a beer and like, yeah, we're it. We're it. You know, where where is it happening? <laughs> but at all the Crystal Springs uh, courses, you're going to see it available. So I know a lot of you who listen uh, often play there. Next time you're there, do yourself a favor. Ask for one of his Faith American beers. Pick of your choosing. You're going to like them all. They're really good. You are. And just one final plug for Crystal. We uh, we most likely will be attending Beer Fest. It's the Saturday of Father's Day weekend. If you're listening to this and you're in the area and you're thinking of coming out, it's great because no kids. So if you're like, you know, parent, get to leave the kids behind and come out and drink some beers. We'll be there hanging for the day. We're going to be having fun. So. That's for sure. All right. That's everything we have for you this week. Big thanks to our guest, Kelsey Grammer, for taking the time to speak with us today. And we'll see everybody again next week.